0: Hey, good morning and welcome to the Eric Cedarstrom Radio News Hour. We're live from beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona Air Park, the busiest small airport in the country. And this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, the only gold and silver company I recommend. Gold and silver by allamericangold.com. You can reach them at one 800 951 Or if you go to their website at allamericangold.com, they update it daily with pricing and news and just about anything you can think of. And uh, from the looks of it, uh, in today's day and age with the news that changes dramatically, where you also have financial markets that turn on a dime where they can't explain half the things that are happening in this country. And you're scratching your head going, you know, man, I don't get it. Well, don't feel bad. You're not alone. I'm joined this morning with the CEO of Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquin, sits in here working like a dog, also the owner of the American Freedom Network, trying to put together all new programming, getting everything moved around. I'm just trying to help the ball club. Do the best we can. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Good morning. You're doing a great job. Yeah, anything I can do to help the ball club—that's what we're looking for. Well, you see, that's the—that's uh, from uh, what is it, Bull Durham, where you got to practice your interviews. <laughs> yeah. So we got it's kind of boring, doesn't? Just write it down. Right. Got to play them one at a time. <laughs> Good Lord willing, we'll win a game. So I got to tell you, myself and Kate Smith's family are really aggravated today. I mean, this whole thing is just ridiculous. You know, the God Bless America, and a couple of songs that she sang that they, uh, of course, you know, kicked her out of the Yankees, but now they tore the statue down. They covered it up yesterday and tore it down. I think it's gone today uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So their decision to cut ties with the late singer after racist lyrics she recorded in the 1930s Resurfaced, yeah? Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America should be changed to God Bless the New America. We don't want to God Bless the America that had history, that had problems, yes, had racism, had slavery. No, we want to rewrite all of that. We want to get rid of all the uh, icons that were out there, all the statues, get rid of all the Confederate soldiers. Just take it all down so we can rewrite history where we love everybody in this country. Everybody. Except Christians and Trump supporters. But the NHL hockey team followed in the footsteps of the Yankees. And, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And it's all, they got rid of the God Bless America. I mean, you know, I know, you know, Kate Smith recorded the song, I Want to Pop a Cop. You know, you know, wait, she got wait that. A I, I wanna, thought that was N.W.A. I want to pop a cap in a cop. That was Kate Smith, you know. <laughs> and then she had the song uh, "Hit 'Em Up," where she did the duet, the you know, the duet with uh, Tupac. And uh, you know, it's uh, you can see where people are pretty upset over this whole thing. I, I think she co-wrote "F the Police." There you have right? it. Yeah. Right. So, so apparently, any vile and pernicious lyrics that you can add on a radio. Uh, that with music, you know, rap music, there you can define it to the most small detail of the finest minutiae of the most vile things you can think of is okay in today's society. But we can't sing "God Bless America." Like Kate. If Kate Smith was a racist, I'm a margin. So I anyway. knew something was weird about you. Yeah, yeah, it, it explains a lot. So it, it's just amazing, isn't it? So. But it's just it's just the new world, it's just the way it is, and uh well, God bless the new America because it's not going to be pretty. The impeachment news is everywhere if you dependent i mean you talk about a country heading to absolute calamity, which is where we're heading by the way if you don't if you're not getting it or maybe you are if you're listening to this show, obviously you're looking elsewhere for your news and possibly some answers. But, uh, I mean, to what to what end and how severe this is going to be, I think everybody's going to be quite surprised at how bad this is going to get. I mean, right now you've got a lot of banner, you've got a lot of angry people, and you see little things breaking out. I'm talking about politics, obviously, at this point. I'm not talking about, you know, religious disasters. I'm talking about uh, the, the, the Trump haters, the liberals that are out there, and, you know, Trump came out today and said the Washington Post should apologize. They should. You know, they should. But yet, the other side hasn't dropped, you know, a, a stitch. They haven't missed a step. They're everywhere. You know, you got George Conway, which is Kellyanne Conway's husband. And You remember a few weeks ago, he made a derogatory remark, and his wife sided with the president on it. This morning, tweet storm. You know, I mean, let's face it, that's what it is. The tweet storms that fly around every day. Attorney George Conway, husband of White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway, said President Trump engaged in misconduct worse than the misconduct that led to Nixon's resignation. Conway linked to a column by the Washington Post, Greg Sargent that said alleged attempts by Trump to impede special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation impeded the inquiry not just into his conduct, but also into the Russian attack on our political system. They won't let it go. They won't let it go. I mean, this is amazing. Exactly right. Conway, a frequent Trump critic, wrote today, citing the president's oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, except Mexicans. Okay, you have to add that now, if you're a liberal. Now, if there ever was a president that was guarding this country... And t- who has lived up to that oath better than any president that I've seen since I've been alive in '59? That uh, I mean, it's crazy, crazy. They just so how you can look and say, well, we want open borders. You got to know he's an open border guy, right? You just got to know it. They all are. Everyone who hates Trump. And they, they just want, you know, just give the everything that that this country stands for, everything that we've learned in this country. Throw it all out. Open up the borders. Forget the blood that's been spilled. Forget the wars. Forget anything. Just open it all up to everybody, and just watch it dissolve. You're listening to Eric Cedars from Show. Good morning. How you guys doing? <laughs> we having fun Please yet? Use a few pounds.
1: Oh, sanctuary and amnesty. Bring the whole fam damnly eventually. Yeah, come to the
2: USA.
0: USA. Yeah, rocking and firing on this morning. Thanks for tuning in. Jason's running the board of the mothership, KHNC 1360. You can also put that on your phone or your computer. This show, the Eric Sears from show, this is hour one of three hours. So, ah, uh, great to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. I tell you, against my blood boiling. You start looking at everything that's happening. You know, they had a couple of kids at, uh, at uh, University of Arizona, I think it was three girls, they had an ICE uh, ice guy uh, in there talking about careers with the uh, Border Patrol. And he was teaching a class, the Border Patrol. And he was standing there, you know, you got a classroom, and these three young girls stood in the doorway and started heckling him and yelling and screaming, going, we don't want you here. We don't want the police here. We don't feel safe here. Well, you know, you can't do that. You know, there, is, there is freedom of speech laws and there are rights that people have in actually teaching a class at a state university. You are not allowed to interrupt them if they are in the classroom. So they all got tickets. I don't think they got arrested, but the girls got tickets. But just like Jesse Smollett, they dropped the charges yesterday. So, you know, you can do anything you want in this country. You can heckle anyone. You can go after anyone as long as you're on the liberal side. I mean, you know, had, had it been reversed... You know, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, forget about. It. Well, the guy at the border, right? That right. Was, that he gets yeah, arrested. Yeah, he's not getting. He's not getting off. Well, how about uh, you know the Easter tragedy? How about reversing that? How do you think that would look today? The uh, the Christians attacking the you, uh, Muslims. You, you can't say that it was a, an attack on Christians. Yeah, I know. You can't say you that. Can't say that. But no. it was. We all know it was. You know, coordinated. So now the attacks. We'll go back to just the attacks on Trump today. How's that? So you, got Kellyanne Conway, which you know, think about it. as close as she is to the president, has to put up with this. You know, you got to think the jeopardy clock is running, do 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 do, on the marriage. You know. So as for Trump's supposed defense that there was no underlying collusion crime, well, as the counsel points out, it's not a defense, even in a criminal prosecution, but it's actually unhelpful in the comparison to Watergate. The underlying crime in Watergate was a clumsy third-rate burglary in an election campaign that turned out to be a landslide. The investigation that Trump tried to interfere with here to protect his own personal interests was a significant part of an investigation of how a hostile foreign power tries to manipulate an election. Trump violated his oath of office to put his own vanity and self-interest above that of the nation and people whose laws and constitution he swore to faithfully execute and uphold, Conway tweeted. Now, hold, hold on a minute. What was really the real issue here was they made all that up. Yeah, I know. It's they made up the whole Russian thing. It was all fake news. Right, so the whole thing, the premise was based on a lie. They a lie. The, that the, they wanted to actually spy on on Trump. They, the ones that were impeding justice and, and really attacking our democracy was the Democrats. Oh, they're rabid, though. These guys are rabid, rabid, rabid. So they nothing has changed, like we said. Nothing has changed. If anything, the rhetoric has just heated up. So last night, you know, you had the, uh, I don't know what they call it, where all the liberals get together, a town hall. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right, let me tell you. Uh, that—that's What's a- that thing called again where the liberals yeah. all get together? Oh, that's right, a, town, a hall. town hall. That's a town that I wouldn't want to live in. They wouldn't have me, number one. I'd be in prison locked up for life. But they all got together, including South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete, You just say, is it Buttigieg, I think, Buttigieg, Oh, he's the new Oh, Mayor Darley. Pete. Oh, they he's love the Mayor Darley. Pete. Yeah, he's the uh, new tranny guy, LBTGQ. He said President Donald Trump has made it pretty clear that he deserves impeachment. And he'll leave it to the House and Senate to figure that out. The 2020 Democrat presidential campaign was asked about the call from some people in his party for Trump's impeachment following the release of Special Counselor Robert Mueller's redacted report looking into connections between Russia and Trump in the 2016 campaign as well as obstruction of justice now that's where they're going with a fake charge anybody anybody you can find anybody to in any investigation you can hit them with instruction of justice where's this piece of paper we're looking for i don't know and then you find it you knew where it was that's obstruction of justice that's how small and minute it can be butage i think it's how you say it. i'm not sure says, my role in the process is trying to relegate Trumpism to the dustbin of history. He continued, I think there is no more decisive way to do that, especially to get Republicans to abandon this deal with the devil they made than to have an absolute thumping of the ballot box for what he represents. Now, of course, a little investigation. Yeah, just crazy, isn't it? I mean, this say, is crazy. Again, they made it up. That whole dossier was a bunch of crap, and you know what? They knew it was crap. So the president said, "Can we please stop this? It's crap. It's made up." And now he's saying that he was impeding justice. Well, let's look into Mayor Pete, shall we? I don't. He has no shot. I mean, he's openly LGBTQ. I'll get that right. I got it because I'm reading that. So I don't. You know. This, how this becomes part of the American Daily News is far beyond me. But anyway, he says it can be challenging being a person of faith, he says. Now, remember, this guy, he's starting to become one of the darlings. He's well-spoken, you got to admit, you know, and he's openly gay. Can you still call him gay? I don't know. I, I don't know. what. We'll find out if I get thrown off the network. But, but you know, so he has a partner. I don't know, maybe a maybe marriage partner. I, he's got a partner. A significant other what if pete gets elected what would the first lady look like <laughs> i mean how do you get around that one trying to explain that to your granddaughter this is america today amazing yeah so at the town hall in new Hampshire, he's a he's a man of faith you know and i guess yeah you know i don't know i think of uh i think of the seinfeld where elaine and putty we're trying to figure out when he was listening to Christian music, and they go to the pastor trying to figure out, you know, you know if he, if Elaine's really going to go to hell or not because she doesn't listen to Christian music. And he says, "Well, often husbands and wives fight," and and he goes, "Oh, we're not married." He goes, "Well, that's real simple. Then you're both going to hell," <laughs> which Seinfeld answered the question right there. So, but you know, you can't say that because now you can get married. So I don't know. So anyway, Mayor Pete. Uh, picking up steam. He's trying to take over Beto's uh, campaign help, so pan- campaign dreams, I yeah, guess. Beto's so. done. Beto's done. No, I don't it. know. The Mexican, you got to remember the Mexican thing. How did AOC get in there? The Cortez. People didn't know it there. Nobody ever heard of her. I mean, they picked her out of a, 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 a I think they held an open audition. His and, name's Robert O'Rourke. Right. He's not Mexican. He's He's Beto. He could be, you go know, vote for Pedro. So they're going for that deal. I'm telling you, and that's all you need. You know what percentage of people that are Hispanic that don't know anything? They don't listen to radio. They could be listening to this right now. They don't understand what we're saying. They only heard the word Beto. So you know how many of them are going to vote? Are they are they allowed to put Beto O'Rourke on the ballot, or do they actually have to use his real name? Because if they use his real name, they probably won't know who to vote for. Yeah, Mexican Irish guy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just depends, I guess. So, Robert Francis. Yeah, yeah, if he's Mexican, well, again, I'm a Martian. <laughs> but think about it. So, anyone that has that name, you know, Garcia, you know, Cortez, they got a shot. They have, I mean, think of what percentage is going to be. Anybody can vote even you know sanders is what they want to do maybe sanders and cortez on the ticket right sanders he should change his first name to pedro he'd be in there like swimwear bernie sanders said monday thinks everyone should have the right to vote even the boston marathon bomber okay this is how crazy this is all getting crazy are we going to get sanders argued democracy demands that the right for that right for every american and this is a Democracy, and we've got to expand this democracy, and I believe every single person has the right to vote, asked if that included sex offenders, the Boston Marathon bomber terrorists, and murderers. Sanders replied, yes, even for terrible people. Because once you start chipping away and you say, well, that guy committed a terrible crime, not going to let him vote, well, that person did that, not going to let that person vote, you're running down a slippery slope. Uh, No, you're not. It's pretty simple. Uh, convicted felons can't vote, can't possess firearms. Might as well give them guns and let them out, right? Well, there we yeah. go. I mean, if that's the logic you're going to use, then then yeah, then why not? Everything else should be fine, too. So Sanders says, I believe people commit crimes and they paid the price. They have to right the vote. He's talking about, though, letting them vote in prison even. I believe, yeah, even if they're in jail, they're paying their price to society. I'm running for office, and I want all of you convicts to know if you vote for me, I'm going to let you all out. How about a Mexican guy that plays Johnny Cash music? <laughs> the Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> this is where we're heading, ladies and Germans. Just, just, this is where we're going. You couldn't script this thing any more crazier than what's going to happen in the next year. You can't even imagine. So, Anyway... So, yes, Bernie can't, says he should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. Ask their victims. We we didn't take it away. They took they it away. They took it away from themselves. Yeah. The only thing, the only saving grace is that as this progresses, as it gets more and more wacky, it makes anybody with any common sense and that wants to hang on to any semblance of, of what the United States stood for, whether it be a perception or reality, but any, like, well, maybe the country's not that bad. Maybe we should keep this guy. It helps Trump. So, Trump, Trump today, he's calling through all this, through all this. Uh, let me tell you, this is impeachment Tuesday. I could literally quote 20 Democrats who got up on their soapboxes and talked about. They don't know why he should be impeached. They have no evidence, but it's just time. And even Nancy Pelosi, she knows. She's like, she knows, right? She's like, we can't do it. She knows. She knows the whole thing was bull crap anyway. And if anyone really investigated, the only ones that could possibly go to prison would be the Obama administration. Well, President Trump says the New York Times the enemy of the people. If they're the enemy of the people, I'm the friend. So welcome to Eric Cedars from show. Yes, yes, the people's friend. He's demanding an apology from the newspaper for its loss of all credibility. President blasted the New York Times, and columnist Paul Krugman in a pair of tweets this morning. I wonder if the New York Times will apologize to me a second time as they did after the 2016 election. But this one will have to be far bigger and better apology. On this one, they'll have to get down on their knees and beg for forgiveness. They are truly the enemy of the people. <laughs> That's the President of the United States, all right? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I'm glad that he does this. So it's nice to have somebody with personality. Oh, man. <laughs> well, what else are we talk about? So he also tweeted, dee Paul Krugman of the Fake News New York Times lost all credibility as has the Times itself with his false and highly inaccurate writings on me. He's obsessed with hatred, just as others are obsessed with how stupid he is. (laughs) He said market would crash only record highs. He's right. All the libs, you know why they're really mad? They all sold out their stocks. (laughs) They all did. All you conservatives, the minute that you became president, you guys all bought your stocks back. Because, you, you know, I didn't own any equities during Obama. I own them now. In a column for the Times on Monday, Krugman wrote, the fact is that the occupant of the White House betrayed his country. And the question everyone is asking is, what will Democrats do about it? Again, how did he betray the country? I don't get it, Joe. This was a fake Report created by Democrats to begin with. Amazing, isn't it? What a crazy, crazy, crazy time in the country. Yeah, it may seem all fun and games now, but get ready. The shoot is going to start. You're listening to Eric Cedar hour one of three on this beautiful Tuesday in April. Stay with me. We'll be back after these messages. Merry go around.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
2: If the Affordable Care Act wasn't affordable and the Net Neutrality Act wasn't neutral, can you guess what the Congressional Accountability Act didn't solve? That act of Congress is the law establishing a special justice system exclusively for harassment accusations leveled at members of Congress and their staffs. It also created a now infamous secret hush fund where taxpayer dollars are used to settle these accusations. Americans are fed up with this swampy Washington elitism. We will not condone abusive behavior that goes against every standard of decency, and we certainly don't want to pay to cover it up. There are a few members of Congress who are willing to stand up against this kind of indecency. Ron DeSantis introduced a great bill called the Congressional Accountability and Hush Fund Elimination Act just before he was elected governor of Florida. Not surprisingly, his colleagues in Congress did not jump up to vote for the bill. Now Americans want to know if the 116th Congress has what it takes to eliminate this national disgrace. We don't just need to eliminate the Congressional Hush Fund because it covers for abhorrent behavior. We also need to take it down because it's un-American in principle. Our nation was founded on the idea that all men are created equal. We do not recognize any kind of monarchy or title of nobility here in America because it would violate the principle of equality from birth. How then can we allow Congress to have special rules that only apply to its members and staff? We don't want special Congress-only exemptions from harassment procedures any more than we want special Congress-only exemptions from Obamacare. Outside the halls of Congress, this issue is not really debated. From the limited government folks to the Me Too crowd, we all want to see this hush fund shut down for good. The only thing standing in our way is our own apathy. America needs to let Congress know that we will not allow them to have any special exceptions to the law, and we will not allow them to harass anybody and get away with it. This is America, and in our nation, everyone is entitled to be a part of liberty and justice for all.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At PhyllisSchlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to PhyllisSchlafly.com. That's PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: There you have it. That's Kate Smith. God bless the new world order. It'll be the new song for the New York Yankees. Thumpin' and a-pumpin'. You're listening to Eric Cedars from show. Sitting in Joe Jaquin, the CEO of Patriot Trading Group and allamericangold.com. You can reach those fine folks at one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Put away a little hard assets. You can protect your tomorrows with something that wasn't born yesterday. Speaking of yesterday, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler subpoenaed former White House Counsel Don McGahn to testify publicly next month following last week's release of the Mueller report. Nadler described McGahn, who stepped down as the White House Counsel on, on October 2018, as a critical witness to many of the alleged instances of obstruction of justice and other misconduct. So again, can't find the piece of paper you're looking for is now obstruction of justice. And that's all I'm going to do on that today. How about this one? Let's get into the rest of the uh, world that we live in. Disney Eris calls CEO Bob Iger's $65 million pay package insane and you have to laugh about this one because remember who's accusing him of being paid too much is a disney heiress you know i'd have to think she's probably getting a pretty good check last year walt disney chief executive bob Iger made 65.6 million dollars or 1424 times the median disney employee's salary (laughs) How many times? 1,424. So for every dollar they get, he gets 1,400 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You think that's why a ticket to Disney costs $200? You know, that might have something to do with it. So, yeah. Disney, a philanthropist and filmmaker whose grandfather, Roy Disney, co-founded the entertainment giant spoke against income inequality at a fast company event Friday and reiterated her thoughts Sunday on Twitter, saying the company is making so much money that it has no excuse not to give its lowest paid employees uh, at least a bonus. So uh, she wants significant pay raises as opposed to a $15 minimum wage or one-time bonuses when... Let me see when Iger got his bonus last year, I did the math and figured out that he could have given me personally get this this is how they think this younger snowflake generation, and uh don't worry i have uh I have all the new uh isms they added something like fifty something words to the dictionary today, so they're out there. We'll have to cover those you know you got to go to the meetings and stay up on this stuff, but um. So let me see. She did the math. She figured out that she could have given, or he could have given, personally, out of pocket, a 15% raise to everyone who worked at Disneyland and still walked away with $10 bucks. How about that? So she wow. figures $10 million is enough. So there's a point at which there's too much going around the top of the system into this class of people. I'm sorry. This is radical. I have too much money. Having too much money, there is such a thing. Disney, a member of Patriotic Millionaires, a group of high-net-worth Americans that advocates higher taxes for the rich and equal political representation. Disney says she has nothing against Iger and said he has led the company brilliantly, but argued that a pay cut for him and other super-wealthy executives would hardly be felt. What difference would it make in the quality of life for those that gave up half their bonuses? None. Zero. Maybe they can't afford a third home or another boat, but I'm not being facetious here. This is the kind of sacrifice we'd be talking about for high-level executives. You know what? I feel the same way about government employees. I really do. Should they all get a hundred grand a year on their pensions? Should they be allowed to double dip, or should they all be given minimum wage? I mean, I feel the same way about them. They need unions. They need unions. The government employees need unions to protect them from me, the evil taxpayers. She said the relocating of money to workers would have a big and immediate effect. It doesn't. I mean, we already see that. They did the Red for Ed here in Phoenix where the teachers got a 10% pay raise. Any of you catch the front page of the paper yesterday? It says the teachers want more. Right. They, they made a mistake, and they realized, wait a minute, we were using the inflation rate from the central bank, and that was not enough. We need more money. The sad thing is, is I agree with her, that the pay in this country, Wall Street has done this. Wall Street did NAFTA. Wall Street did get, Wall Street sets the minimum wage. The lobbyists, the scum, the swamp, they put this whole thing together. So people, so businesses don't have to pay anybody. And at the same time, they get the government to lie about the rate of inflation, which they always had. We talked about it yesterday. You know, a, a Chevy Suburban went from $6,000 to seventy grand, And at the same time, they reported 12% cost of living allowances for Social Security. I mean think about that for a minute. Yeah, so, and on the on the car side, the cars and the trucks, they say that there's been zero inflation, zero. Right, zero. in 20 years. Well, you know how they zero. do it. Here's how they do it. They they change like seasonally adjusting data. They go, "Well, let me tell you, did a 1976 Suburban have a computer in it?" No. Well, that's worth 50,000. <laughs> So that's how they do it, right hey, how much does it that have to be worth to get to zero and that's the number well, that's they how they do it. it. They just make it up. Well, how about the housing problem is becoming huge now now you know people always move to the cities. you came out of the the country, you know, and I know this for a fact. I mean you know I'm seen it. I have my wife's family, they're all from you know the middle of nowhere I mean well, not the middle of nowhere, but you can see it from there. so you know the, these kids they they grew up in small towns high school graduating class of twelve. And I've watched all of my, her brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. You gotta go into town and you gotta make money. You know, that's where the jobs are. They used to be out in the woods, but they're not there anymore. So but now the problem is the rents, the average rent in Phoenix, sixteen hundred bucks. Sixteen hundred bucks. You gotta go back out into the country. Now the problem with all this is, you know, they used to call it drive till you qualify. So this is how, and in Phoenix, I don't have to tell you people, it's just crazy. This town spreads out. You know, when I was a kid, there were no freeways. Seventeen was, you know, kind of went around a little two lanes, but, yeah, but you had the ten, and that was like it. Yeah, and then, and even then, to go to L.A., how many old timers listening to this show remember this? To go to L.A., you had to drive down Van Buren and go through Buckeye to get to the interstate. <laughs> Not a lot of people remember that. You had to go through the Roadrunner truck stop. But anyway, so what you have is now you've got a problem. And I want people in Phoenix to pay attention to this. Um, the gas prices are getting a little bit spendy. And if you do your history, when people have to drive out into the woods, <laughs> all right, to the desert here, you got to drive out into the desert until you find a home you can afford to rent. But then your gas bill doubles. That is where the real estate markets start to have a problem. People can't afford to do that anymore. They can't afford it. Then the rentals start sitting. You know, housing booms from the inside out, from downtown to the outskirts. When they collapse because of gasoline, they do it from the outside in. You're listening to Eric Suter's from with Joe Jenkins. Be back after this,
1: time. From them total wages earned Down to that net amount that's due I feel a painful sense of loss Between the two <laughs> ah, Johnny Gask.
0: You're listening to Eric Cedars from Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, playing all of your greatest hits. Jason's running the board, the studio. we got Ramon in Phoenix. Uh, everybody's working hard, man. Uh, it's just a great day to be alive. Thanks for allowing me into it. i got Joe Jenkins, CEO of Patriot Trading Group, in front of me and uh, also CEO of KHNC 1360, the American Freedom Network. Abigail Disney. She says, you know, Disney... Disney CEOs making way too much money. Okay, she's may, saying that the company's making so much money that it has no excuse not to give its lowest paid employees significant pay raises as opposed to just the $15 minimum wage. Now, this is what, say, I guess you get 15 bucks to work in California. But she wrote this. Now, this again, Abigail Disney and I would bet just going on on a limb here that she cannot run one single ride at disneyland we all know the federal minimum is too low to live on so why must we as a company that's more profitable than it's ever been be paying anything so close to at least the law allows at all abigail disney you know wouldn't you think that if you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth that you would just shut the hell up (laughs) so somebody at disney's got to be going she said what because, you know, if I was any, you know, if this, this is going to be a fairly big story, I would think. This broke this morning. That uh, wouldn't you just maybe somebody with all the terrible things that happen in this world, that somebody would make up a cardboard sign and go stand in front of the gates and go, Disneyland is overcharging. I mean, you would think that would be, if you really want, you know, injustice in society. Okay, that you, and you want to get noticed. Go get a group and go stand in front of Disneyland and protest that they're making the most money that they've ever made because really not what happens is they raise the minimum wage. They lower the prices. This is what happens in a real business society. You know, you think about it. I did this story yesterday. You know, I used to take my kids to Disney because Joe was playing basketball all the time. I took your daughters all the time. It was less than $100 to go to Disney. My wife actually looked. To to go to Disneyland today, it's two hundred dollars. Wow, think about that. I mean, even if I won tickets, if if I won and a plane flight, and a uh, a limo ride, and a free hotel, and all the food and drink—well, maybe the drinks—I <laughs> might go. I st- I wouldn't go. All right, here you go. Oh, 640 new words added today to the online dictionary at a merriamwebster.com today. Include economic and financial terms going mainstream, which offer a window in how the English language is changing and expanding. According to the press release, the additions reflect a wide variety of fields and endeavors from business to sports to social media to today's headlines. Business terms include gig economy or the rising force of freelance and temporary workers. How about that? You're a a gig. You're a gigger if you're a temp. Often doing side jobs and overall the on-demand work typically found in the service sector. That includes uh, driving at Uber, selling goods on Etsy and eBay, or doing chores on TaskRabbit. (laughs) By the way, more than 36% of U.S. workers, or about 57 million people, are currently hustling in the gig economy. So, how about that? 57 million. 57 million got a gig deal going. So, yeah, you got a gig. Some of the terms aren't so new, though. Yeah, this is no new term. They bumped up use is notable, though. Vulture capitalism. Come on. Which Marion webster believes was the first used in the Greed is Good uh, 1980s movie. You know, uh, what was that, Wall Street? Yeah, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is defined as a form of venture capitalism in which aggressive methods are used to buy distressed businesses with the intention of selling it at a profit. The term was recently used by New York City Council Speaker Corey Johnson in February to argue against the Amazon, then plan to come to Queens. I hope this is the start of a conversation about vulture capitalism and where our tax dollars are best spent, he said. Merriam-Webster also quoted a 2012 Bloomberg story citing charges that Mitt Romney was a vulture capitalist for his work at Bain Capital as an example of the often disparaging business term used in a sentence. The dictionary also notes that headwind and tailwind have blown in from aeronautics to the business world. It describes headwind as a force or influence that inhibits progress and, well, tailwind, you can figure it out for there. Earlier this year the stock investors faced historic headwinds due to record measures of policy and uncertainty. That was a sentence. New additions include compounds such as compound terms such as page view, which is the instance that user views in an individual web page and a metric that plenty of online media sites and sellers are obsessed with. There's also being an on-brand or being appropriate to typical of consent with or supportive of a particular brand or public image or identity. How about this one? A plenty of buzzy. This is a new one? What? Buzzy. Or generating a buzz. Pop culture and social media reference made the cut, such as being stole or having a psyche enhanced by bodybuilding exercises. <laughs> I don't know. Here's one. Snowflake. How about this? Oh, I made it. We know snowflake's in. Now used to mean both. Someone regarded or treated as a unique or special. So, like, you know, no two snowflakes are alike. Or someone who is basically just a crybaby. No, it says overly sensitive. Purple. No, it isn't purple. Purple, I mean, you would think purple's been around for a long time. (laughs) But anyway, purple now, it means extending the blending of red and blue to the metaphorical level. Purple can now refer to geographical areas where voters are split between Democrats and Republicans. There you have it. See, it pays to get up in the morning and go to the meetings. You're listening to the Eric Cedarstrom Radio News Hour final segment coming up for the first hour. I'll tell you, when it comes down for me to getting paid, I'm going to get Abigail Disney on the phone and talk to Joe. So... Oh, how you doing? Welcome back. Final segment, first hour. Eric Cedars from show. Joe Jaquin sitting here. This show's brought to you this hour in whole, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional, tender, gold, and silver. Things that are tangible, things that you can feel and touch. Well, things that are real, you know. And I mean, in today's day and age, trying to, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff is no easy task, is it? I was talking about terms going in and there was one over the purple one kind of surprised people um the uh you know the can't decide if you're a republican or a democrat and they used to call them what uh I don't know independent yeah here's garbage time was added to the uh to Merriam-Webster's dictionary today and i asked joe do you know what that means it's a sports term and joe says that there's a it's a little bit different. Yeah, we don't call it garbage time anymore. He knew what it was. I was yeah, surprised. garbage time is, you know, when the, the game's already been decided and you put the lesser players in the game. Yeah, so it's pretty much the game's over. Right. I, okay, so you, it's garbage time. You call right. it. And now you call that 30-30 time. 30-30 time. Yeah. Now, I like, thought you'd get a gun and shoot the ref. Right. No. no. No, 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 no. Like That kid's a 30-30 player. That means he doesn't play unless you're up by thirty or down by thirty. Ooh, see that's the difference between soccer and football. <laughs> soccer everybody gets oh yes, let's just lollygag life is fun, but football not so much. Uh here's a new one. Gender non conforming was added to the dictionary today. Exhibiting behavioral, cultural or psychological traits that do not correspond with the traits typically associated with one's sex now there's gender confirmation surgery i think we can all figure that one out but then they broke it down to top surgery you know which (laughs) and then they go bottom surgery i don't think i need to explain any of that here's one i didn't know though bottle episode these are important in today's day of watching television and screens all day, a bottle episode, which is kind of what this is. You know what this... (laughs) I'm going to take... Can I take a guess at what bottle episode is? (laughs) One of the Kardashians ordered a bottle at the bar and the wrong one showed up. Well, it could be... There was an episode made on it. No, I think it's going to be closer to Jack Daniel's Friday (laughs) on the Patriot Radio News Hour, but it is a bottle episode describes the show quite well. It is an inexpensively produced episode of a series that is typically confined to one setting. (laughs) We nailed that one. We got it. So there you have it. That's your update of all the terms you need to know. You know, it's not easy keeping up with all this, especially if you got kids or grandkids, you know, they come in and they start, you know, you hear the word totes and stuff like that. You're like, what What are they talking about? So, ah, uh, okay, a uh, quick look at the markets. The Dow up another 155 to 26,665. S&P 500 tacking on another 24 points uh, at 2,932. NASDAQ up almost 100, 8,112. Uh, oil continues its meteoric rise. Just going crazy up almost another 3% today. So eventually the high gas prices that they love to preach as economic prosperity uh, will have an effect.